Welcome to the Odds Pod. I'm Dave Hendrick. And I'm Ben Hennessy. And we are the creators behind the Scout Comics title, The Odds. And today we have something a little different for you. It's, it's, we don't have a guest, it's just me and Dave. We might have a special guest. Oh, he's very special. He is very he special. He's true, he's true, yeah. Yeah, but he'll be, he'll be along later. Right. But yeah, as Ben said, it's just the two of us <laughs> at the moment. Um, looking back on season one of The Odds Pod, and listen, thanks for you know spending time with us as we investigate our guests' different favourite apocalypses. It's been it's been a pretty wild ride over the last, yeah, last few months. Uh, the response on, on, on what their apocalypses have been have been radically different. Um, yeah. It has uh, kept me on my toes. Um, I, I thought it was all going to be doom, gloom, nuclear explosions, uh, grave of the fireflies kind of stuff. Oh, but man. it's, it, in a way, it's almost been um, heavier hitting than that with, you know, wrapping up a volume of work and characters you never get to see again, that kind of stuff. It yeah, was, sleep. Uh, sleep yeah. being being <laughs> being a daily apocalypse. Um, yeah, that was, uh, that was an interesting one. Um, and it stuck with me. I have a friend, he's a doctor. Hey, Mike. Um, he's a sleep specialist. All right. And obviously, sleep is his whole world. You know, if you've got a sleep disorder, you go see you go see Mike. You know, and uh, I'm actually trying to get him to come on All right. to the podcast. So, Mike, this is an appeal to get get you on. He doesn't think he's interesting enough, but I, but I know he is. But I did mention this to him, and he thought that was amazing. He thought, yeah, of course. You know, when yeah, you sleep. fall asleep, that's the end of everything until the next day. You know. You know, I have a friend who's least specialist as well. Maybe we can bring him on and, and have him fight to the death as well. Oh. A real apocalypse. Yeah, yeah nice. Yeah. yeah, sleep specialist MMA. <laughs> yeah, sounds great. Yeah. They'd just be prescribing different drugs. Yeah, we'll do other. a video podcast of it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Changing yeah. changing light sources in the room, you know. <laughs> sounds awesome. Put your phone in the other, ro- in the other room and then you get, get Brass a Brass knuckles away, lads. Come yeah. on. Come on. Um, so uh, one of the ones that really stood out for me over the last few weeks was Rory Coleman's Never Ending Story. That was great. The nothing. The nothing. But what it did was it, it kind of brought me back to being whatever, eight, nine, ten, when, when, when we went to see that for the very first time. And like I was, I was right there in the theatre. And it's, it's interesting, you know, I, I made the point that I'm sure my old man brought me along and brought my, my brothers and sisters along, you know, and I'm sure my old man, if I was to mention Never Ending Story, which I haven't had a chance to yet, Dad, but it's coming, um, uh, would have no clue as to what I was talking about, you know, because he probably just sat there and waited for it to be <laughs> over. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing that's kind of caught me off guard a few times, especially that episode, was um, just how how knowledgeable you were about it. That, that was clearly something you experienced as, as it was happening. Well, there were, you know? there were two, th- two things going on there. So I, um, yeah, I was, a, I was a huge big fan of it at the time. I did, because I knew it was coming up, I mm-hmm. did a little bit of research on it. And then that week, someone who I'm a big fan of, Dan Larson from, from Toy Galaxy, yeah. released an episode to his, to his uh, Patreon subscribers um, all about never-ending stories. I was like, this couldn't have been time oh, better. Wow. You know? yeah. So I had all this research kind of done for me by Dan you know that's so, convenient so that yeah. was that was very convenient so Dan if you're, if you're listening um, sorry but thanks and uh, we'd love to get you on yeah if you want to reference any more shows for me um, I'll sign up to that Patreon as well that'd be great yeah no worries yeah. got you a new subscriber there <laughs> um, but yeah no it was it was really good and just going back to my, my original mm-hmm. point on on kind of an adult you know at the at the at the theatre watching watching this thing with, with their kids um, it, it is that that thing that it resonates when you're 
seven or eight or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and it might never matter to anybody else yeah. in the room. But that that's not really the point. It's it's in you then. It's you know, and I've kind of carried that along since since then. And I think if you can, you know, make a cultural impact with a kid, yeah. you know, they're there for life. You know, I mean. You've seen my office. It's testament to, <laughs> to all the things that made, it, to childhood, made, yeah. it, made a cultural impact to me. When I was a kid, it's covered in Transformers and Joes and God knows what else, you know. Oh, and, some of the best prints going really yeah, up on the walls. Yeah. Comic books and stuff. So, so um, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, if, if any of the creators that follow us are, are, are listening, try, try, and, try and get them when they're young, you know. Yeah. As, <laughs> and interestingly, that, that's, that's uh, one of the... One of the best uh, monologues, just jumping to another creator, Judge, mm-hmm. Judge Dredd has, um, when we were talking to Rob Williams, I, 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 um, a great, great Dredd writer, I was put in mind of that um, monologue that Dredd has. I think it's in the America, the John Wagner America story, where it's him, it's Dredd drawn by Colin McNeil yeah, on yeah. The Lawmaster, staring down at like a five-year-old who's he's dropped uh, an ice cream on the ground and it's you know give me a perp when they're yeah. young you know and it's all, it's about the influence he can have on them when they're young so you know that probably goes to to, to the same point as well you know, Get you, know them when they're young. you know that kid got absolutely licked out of it done that bike is all over there, there's nothing left there's just a stain of ice cream and the kid is gone the kid's the yeah. stain now yeah, yeah pretty much yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. 10 years creep you know <laughs> oh yeah. god yeah, yeah. Well. but um, yeah no, I don't been, remember that I, I, I don't remember that cover or, or even oh I think it was just it was just like a splash page yeah. of, of Dredge yeah it was it was fantastic yeah yeah um, but yeah, um, we've had some pretty great guests over over the the last couple of couple of weeks, all right. Yeah, yeah, and one on the way out now as well. And it's just um, it, it's been so different uh, to kind of keep up with stuff. And, and some of the things that we we got have that I wasn't expecting to leave an impact. Like mm. like I thought our um, Arbono's episode, Arbono. He, I mean, Alejandro. Yeah, yeah. My God, it was such a ridiculous scenario. And I don't know how it wasn't a film by by the Wayans or some kind of uh, of the Zucker Brothers uh, or something. No, I want I want an Armando Iannucci TV show. You know of that? Yeah, yeah. I would watch that. That'd yeah. be amazing. You of know, like the the apocalypse yeah. preparedness plan. I, which I want is Lloyd Bridges to play the president. You know, I, I want Leslie Nielsen. All in the perfect world, these guys are sitting around to play these things. Right, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, <laughs> yeah, obviously, but like it, it felt like a scenario worthy of spoofs the very best, which is why I talk about those two. I mean. It was just bananas. The fact that all the planes were called down, their go-to command center uh, that was in the sky decided, oh, now that we're in the sky, we have nowhere to go. Let's fly around the White House, which they will shoot down a plane. Yeah, if it's anywhere near. nothing I mean, worked. Oh basically. my God. Yeah, I mean, it, it was the one thing not to do. And nobody knew what to do. Yeah. Really. So they had been preparing for this whatever this doomsday scenario was for years and years and years and like everything you know um i don't know like if you if you work in in any organization any kind of bureaucratic organization anywhere there's people with clipboards who walk around and they go is that done yet okay tick you know and um yeah, you know, once once the box is ticked nobody worries about it after that yeah job done until it has to happen and it had to happen on 9-11 yeah. and it didn't happen. <laughs> oh my God. I yeah. mean, the, the amount of, the amount of things that just went so wrong purely because they weren't 
drilling it like they had yeah. back in the yeah. Cold War yeah. was unbelievable. And my hat's off to Alejandro for all of the research he did. It was phenomenal. Incredible. I think it's one of the few we did like where we don't really say anything. And I, I think it was the one of the few I had to mute my mic because I was laughing. <laughs> it was just ridiculous. It's rare we don't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we, we do a lot of these through Zoom. So you don't really get your feedback face to face like we are getting that right now. Yeah. Um, and then often on Zoom, there's a, a lag in it somewhere along the line. So you try to make room that you're not like talking over someone on that. And it, Which it, we it, do all the time. Yeah, it's it's difficult. But when you're in a room with someone, it's a lot easier. You yeah. know, there's instant feedback. You can kind of see by presence by someone moving their head or turning around that they're about to say something. Whereas if you're on Zoom, they are about to do that. But then they might not actually hear any voice from them for like another 20 seconds or something afterwards. And then... You're kind of all stopping and starting and talking. Oh, you, you go, you go, you, yeah. you go, you go. No, oh, sorry. Yeah, you, you. No, it's you now. And it's just, uh, it's messy that way, you know? Reminds me of many first dates. Um, <laughs> the episode that we just released, Jamie mm-hmm. Teen's episode, um, which if you haven't listened to yet, because obviously this is a this is a little Christmas special, which has mm-hmm. come out a couple of days after. But if you haven't listened to it yet, go back. Um, spoiler alerts. Um we are talking about a an X-Men story that is very, very close to my heart. Yeah. And I think yours as well. More ben. so, you're, I, again, this is another one of those things where I thought I knew a lot about it. And then you started talking about it and going, wow, I need to read these things again or something. Well, we, got, we got extra nerdy on that one, you know. <laughs> um, but it, it's, the, the story is the age of apocalypse and, and uh, everything changes for the X-Men. They're in, a, they're in a completely different universe. They don't know what the, I suppose, the prime universe is and what the reality that they've left behind is, but things are not good. Things are really, really bad. Um, an awful lot of the good guys are now bad guys yeah, and yeah. some of the bad guys are good guys. Um, so they, they really messed with the, with the paradigm on it. And of course, it being comics, everything went back to normal by the end of it all. <laughs> but it was like the, certainly for Jamie, and certainly for me, the absolute pinnacle of summer crossover events, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, for, from back in the day. Um, but they felt like there was real consequences of things. People who you thought would be safe in canon forever were not. Yeah, true. Yeah, well, to an extent. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, and it introduced characters that are with mm-hmm. us today. You know, um, but it got me thinking. You know, and it's something I didn't I didn't mention on on the podcast at the time. But you have all this kind of supposition around what the MCU were going to do with the mutants and what they're mm-hmm. going to do with X Men and blah blah blah. And I just think like I've two I've two theories right. I have two theories as, to, right. as to how you could Let's do it. Right? Let's hear okay, him. this is left field, right? But well, they're both left field. But introduce the mutants by making an Alpha Flight movie. Oh well, yeah, yeah. So you've just got the Canadian Avengers bumping into Wolverine in the in the woods, you know, and and that would that would kind of kind of pull that through to uh, um, a wider universe of mutants yeah. and stuff like that, you know. Or as I was t- saying to you recently, um, do a TV show on Age of Apocalypse. Just start it there in that world, and then you don't really have to do all the origin stuff because they're just in this world. Everything's wrong. Mm-hmm. You're introduced to, you know, a one-handed Wolverine. You're you're introduced to a, a you know, pretty much evil Cyclops. You're, yeah. you know, you're introduced to, to a heroic Magneto. Um, and and uh, Magneto on Cyclops' hair is magnificent. Magnificent. <laughs> magnificent silver tresses of <laughs> yeah. Magneto, you know, which is an amazing action figure, by the way. Well done, Marvel Legends. Um, <laughs> But you know that's, a, that's in the shrine as well at home. That's in the shrine, yeah, yeah. yeah, a recent addition. But but you know, bring it bring it back, then bring them back, you know, mm-hmm. to the you know quote unquote re- real world, you know, and just kick it off from there. Everybody's established, and they're they're in, you know. 
Um, so, Kevin, if you're listening, we're here, you know. We'll be your story consultants. Absolutely. Just sign us up. Yeah, you know, sign us up. I mean, the hand. budget required to pull off Age of Apocalypse, I don't know, you know, a couple of billion, you know? I think Marvel are good for it, mm. you know? Like, uh, yeah, yeah they're all right, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but like, that would be an amazing uh, concept. Uh, I don't know who wouldn't be into that. I think everyone is exhausted from kind of origin stories. So they get straight into something of a what if and... I thought I knew who he was, but mm. now he's a bad guy. Yeah, and what um, if has been established in 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 the uh, TV cinematic world as well? You know, mm-hmm. also an animated Age of Apocalypse series would just be. This is always my favorite amazing. way to go. Like, uh, I think a lot of these shows that maybe they were games beforehand or comic books, you you can still get in these these voices that we identify as as those characters yeah. that we've seen in, in cartoons before or something like that, like, like the late great Kevin Conroy. You know, and Henry Batman. God bless him. Yeah. He'll always be that voice. Mm. You know, his voice. And um, I think that there's a huge ability to do that with, you know, kind of like somewhere like a, if they did a, a Gears of War anime, you know, it'd have to be John DiMaggio as Marcus Phoenix, you know, and you could still do that. Yeah. And it would be years and years since the first one came out and John DiMaggio is still very capable of playing that yeah. voice. Whereas if it was live action, you're talking about a decade or something passing, maybe the, the actor who initially was going to play that can't do it now because it's such a physically uh, demanding role that kind of stuff was, was my old mucker Kiefer Sutherland was he was he uh, in Gears of War in was he I a Gears know. of War I voice think so. I think was he? he was yeah I think he was in like two or three or something really yeah yeah oh, I missed that yeah I could be wrong now yeah interesting fellow I'll tell that story some other time um, <laughs> yeah but yeah, no, that, that's that's exactly the way to go, and you can mm-hmm. you keep continuity of the voice and everything. Yeah, and yeah it's it's awesome, man. Yeah, just when you mentioned Kevin Cronroy, they're a huge loss to yeah. all those nerds and just everybody in in general, you know. And and um, I uh, the weekend just gone, mm-hmm. uh, or maybe no, the weekend before it was the forty fourth anniversary of Superman the movie. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Christopher Reeve movie, and I I heard this a, a few years ago, but. When Reeve was in Juilliard, his flatmate was Kevin Conroy, and their flatmate was Robin Williams. Get out of here! They all shared a gaff. Yeah. Wow. So you've got the Riddler, Superman, and Batman. You know, um, uh, hanging out because, like, while while Robin Williams was was never cast as the Riddler, he was all he was the I know he was the first choice going into uh, Forever, and it just just didn't happen. But um, yeah, that's insane. Wow. Like, what yeah, a what a ridiculously talented room. You know, everyone else and. That apartment is a lot to live up to. I just, you know? I just yeah. dig the whole, you know, world's finest. Yeah, hanging out, you know, fighting, well, fighting over the last slice of pizza. Kind of was a Justice League all set up there in the mm. room. Yeah, well. Okay, so listen, we'll mm. be back with, uh, and it, listen, it wouldn't be an episode of the Odds Pod without an apocalypse. So we'll be back with some uh, a deep dive into a peculiarly it's Celtic it's apocalypse. A yeah, 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 like this. Okay, cheers. Hi, Ben Hennessy of The Odd Pod here to tell you about a new book I have coming out in February of 2023. It's called Godfell. It's created by Christopher Sabella, myself. We have Trina Farrell, Vittorio Aston on colours and Jim Campbell on letters. It's brought to you by the fine folks at Ball Comics and we ask you to join us in the land of Carathim, where the god of a vast fantasy world crashes to the earth, dead. War erupts over who will lay claim to the immense corpse. In the chaos, one warrior is just trying to get home and she'll fight through bizarre landscapes, in and on the god's corpse, from the soles of its feet through to the top of its head to get there. God is dead. Who's next? 
Please let our God fail your local comic book store and join us as we go on a bloody safari inside the corpse of a god. And we're back. Um, We did promise you an apocalypse before the break. So um, Ben has been uh, looking into a particularly Irish slash Celtic one, um, especially if you're um, a specific bird species. Yeah, you don't want to be one of those guys on this day. It's it's a weird one. It's called Ren Day. It's very Christmassy. Traditionally on Stephen's Day. Boxing Day. Yeah, yeah. Whatever Um, you're having yourself. But the tradition consists of hunting a wren. Uh, it used to be a real one. It's now a fake one. And you would put it on top of a decorated pole. Right. Then crowds of, they were called mummers or straw boys or wren boys. Yeah. And they would dress up in these horrendous wicker man-esque yeah. masks. Right. And parade down through the towns. Okay. And they still do that? They still do this. Yeah. Now they use a fake bird. Okay. But back some in people, the day, though, they Some use people real- use a real bird today. Wow. And they have a kind of a weird netting to keep the real bird oh, so they keep on it alive, the pole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, can you imagine the fear being that one bird? <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, oh, they keep it alive. Oh, fair yeah. play to them. No, that's no. wrong. Yeah, These yeah. gigantic things that are even more like, I mean, some of their masks, I must add about two feet onto their... So let's let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. So, okay, so okay. Day, day after Christmas. Day you after know, Christmas. Glad tidings, joy, children, mm-hmm. Santa, all that oh, yeah, good stuff. family, happy stuff. Yeah, yeah. Then you get a the knock on the door and uh, there's a lad with a dead bird. Is a that dead it? bird, yeah. And he's wearing like, something kind of weird. Bird. Yeah, I look like something out of a out of a horror movie mm. slash. Some are more horrific than others. Some guys fantasy. look like walking scarecrows, right? And they're I think they're called straw boys. All right, of course. And they'll come in and they'll 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 ask for for funding. I'm having flashbacks really? to hiding behind the couch watching Wurzel Gummidge. Yeah, yeah, I could absolutely yeah. see that. You would run away, uh, but then behind them, usually on the street, there's like a guy who's leading the parade. Right, and sometimes it's just him. Sometimes there's more of of, of versions of him. Right, but they can be. Just imagine like a, a six foot man. Right. In a huge, massive gown covered in kind of straw, with if he was to hold out his arms, it's, yeah. it's like it's like like a like a wing right. dangling, kind of like maybe like, like you know, a priest's robes. vestments and stuff. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And um, he's standing there with his big stick with a dead wren on top of the stick, lovely, saying nothing, just yeah. staring, great, waiting for you to pass on some cash on to the well, I don't think I'd be other. doing that I think I'd be <laughs> yeah. filling my trousers absolutely and, uh, moving on yeah maybe yeah. maybe maybe throwing what was coming out of the trousers happened to go away <laughs> <laughs> whatever you gotta do that's terrifying and yeah. it's and it's considered a, a quaint Irish tradition yeah but it, not just in Ireland right so there's kind of all the Celtic nations going to have this thing going on yeah but it is mostly associated with Ireland right but I haven't looked into it like it is everywhere and some places have better stories about the, the origin than other let's do it and uh, one of them like blew me away. I thought it was just perfect. Now I'll apologize um, for some of the pronunciations here because um, I don't know how to speak some of these things. They're, it's a weird Gaelic, and some of it is br- uh, Brythonic, which isn't it? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. There okay. We go. Yeah. You're doing all right. But yeah. but the best one is um, from the Isle of Man, and the the ah, origin behind it is, is brilliant. It's um, magical place. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's perfect because it starts off with. Um, the hunting of the wren is associated with an ancient enchantress or queen of the fairies called Tehi Tegi, 
Oh, which yeah. translates to something as the beautiful gatherer. That's and nice. Yeah, that's all yeah. very nice, happy stuff. You know, I like that. She sounds lovely. I see baskets. You know? I see flowers. And in fact, a lot of people thought she was lovely. Yeah. You know, Tei Teki was so beautiful. All the men in the island would follow her around, hoping that Uh-oh. she'd fall in love with them and yeah. they'd, they'd live happily ever after. This never ends well. They'd neglect all their, their family's income. Their, Siren their kind of stuff. Everything. Oh, you yeah. just called it. Because she'd lead them down to a river and then she'd drown them. Right. Yeah. Handy. Right. I mean, not what they wanted. To what end was she drowning them though? Was she just drowning them to kill them? I, I, or was she getting anything out of it? I don't know. I haven't come across an answer for that. Um, and you know what? I was so stunned by what happened here and everything else about this that I never even thought about asking that question, mm. you know? Um, but she would drown them. And yeah. I mean, as a I think fair... someone found her drowning the men. Okay. Yeah. And they confronted her and she turned into a wren to escape. Ah, uh, okay. Right, okay. And then she was banished from the island, but she returns once a year yeah. on Stephen's Day. Right. And she is hunted on that day. Right. But just all wrens are hunted on that day. Yeah, well, you don't know which one she is. Yeah. You've got to get them all, like Pokemon, I guess. Mm. You know? Yeah. It's a very Only you don't put them into a ball and become their friend forever. You, you kill it and you stick it on a big pole and then you parade it through the town. I mean, if you think about the politics behind Pokemon, you're not really becoming their friend, though. You're becoming their master. You're yeah. enslaving them to a life inside a ball until you call them out to fight for you. This is it. It's, it's the best kind of cockfighting, I guess. You oh. know, happy cockfighting, you know. <laughs> These guys like it. They want to do it. They, they all seem to like their owners. You I'm know? just glad you've recorded the oh, phrase yeah. happy cockfighting. Happy cockfighting. <laughs> That's the title of the episode, right? That was it. Happy Christmas. Yeah, here's our happy cockfighting episode. Yeah. Uh, I mean, happy cockfighting. <laughs> I'm sure that was a rejected name in the Pokemon offices back in the day. You know, with the way their designs are going, I, I, I could see it coming in there at some yeah. stage. Yeah. They're, they're, they've gone from being very animals to being kind of like really buff men in clouds and stuff. It's strange. There are some odd ones. Mr. Mime is uh, is absolutely terrifying. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a man, a little clown man who lives in lives in the ball and comes out and fights. And like, all he says no, is you. mime. Yeah, no, yeah. thank you. Yeah. No, um, moving on. Uh, so this Ren thing. Yeah. It's like I've seen the pictures of the guys and uh, I know people who have experience of this kind of parading and, you know, the the, the whole thing with the, with the Ren. And it is absolutely terrifying. It looks it, yeah. If anyone is familiar with, with the Witcher games, yeah. with the crones in Witcher 3, I mean, they have to be taken directly from this. So these, uh, they the, have the these kind of heads and reed woven yeah. basket masks on their on their faces and stuff, and and uh, yeah, it's all a bit all a bit spooky. But I can imagine no one knowing about this and coming into a town over Christmas, you know, trying to get away with a, a romantic getaway with, with with a new partner or something, you know, and and then stumbling into something that looked like Wicker Man. You know, what's going on here? How do we get out of well, here? I think, I think Are we safe? I think that's the pitch, isn't it? You yeah. Know? I think that's the pitch for the for the Bloomhouse movie. It's, yeah. uh, it's a romantic <laughs> yeah. weekend in, in, in the southeast. And, uh, you know, you're here to see the castles and you're here to see the, yeah. you know, the, the history and, and recount how the how the Vikings came in through through, through the McMurrors and whatever. You're just going to do all that stuff. And uh, it's Stevens' day, you open the door and here's this horror yeah. looking at you. you it's kind of like Whacking Day in The Simpsons, only it's whacking like, day. you know, hurls and, and wrens instead of snakes and bats. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, the poor, the poor birds. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's just... Well, the fact that they used to uh, use a real bird the whole time. The, I, I can't see them having these nice nets they use these days to keep some of the live ones uh, uh, going for the course of the parade. Um, but, so they must have just like, 
did they have glue? Were they just nailing this bird to a pole and walking up and down with it? Yeah. I think I want to find mm. out. I'm sure somebody is going to end up telling us. You see, this is the kind of thing that uh, I don't want to find these things out either. Yeah. But as an artist on a whole bunch of stuff that has all variety of, of evils in the world, I end up having to know this stuff so I can draw it. Because mm. I know I know someone will say, ah, you got that wrong. And something in me hates that. Yeah. I, need, I need to have it right no matter what it is. And yeah. That's why I have horrible nightmares now. And a yeah. terrible search history. Oh, every day, every day I get up, I'm surprised Google haven't arrested me. Mm. You know, and I, I can verify all the things as, as you know as real and needed as they are. But mm. I mean, like it's it's weird. It's you know? pretty yeah. weird. <laughs> it's weird. You know, <laughs> like not to give stuff away, but I mean, there's there's all kinds of cannibal stuff happening in our book, The Odds, and I had to Google. I know even before. Before the odds, I was working in preschool animation, you know, so my, okay. my, my, yeah, Where's my, this going? my searches would be fairly nice. That'd be good. But yeah. then like some of them would be very specific, you know, um, I'd need reference of, of clothing for children, that kind oh, of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. You know, right. So there's that, but yeah. that doesn't happen that often. Someone right. else usually has done the designs, but sometimes yeah. I need like a filler for like a background or something. And, um, then there's the odds and I was immediately moving from like referencing, you know, unicorns and yeah. glitter fairies to uh, what's a human intestine really look like? Yeah. You know, mm. and what's it look like when it's, when it's dried out? Yeah. What's it like when it's just there? Extended. And, yeah. How do you, how do you moving. stop? Like, you know, if you, if you want a leg to eat from another person, like how do you keep them alive so you can eat the other bits of them later on? And, and hmm. yeah, I've had to look all this stuff yeah. up and it's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Me- meanwhile, unicorns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go back to the unicorns for a little while, maybe. Um, just get some dreams in there. Yeah, jumping over um, them all over are, the map like that. Or did the unicorns now? Did this to the other unicorns? Have I just started something? I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, unicorn horror. Yeah. Well, unicorns weren't great back in the day, were they? they no, were fairly... I don't think so. They were quite like your woman or yeah. the Isle of Man. They, <laughs> right. they, would, they would lull you into a false sense of security and then spike you on the, uh, the unicorn. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. It's that's that's I do like the history behind it. There's other ones that are kind of like um, from I mean, the Isle of Man is an odd place in itself, you know. Yeah, I have never been. Um, great if you don't want to pay tax, but um, and and everyone should pay tax. Uh, but it's like I've been once, I was there for mm-hmm. a wedding, and there is quite quite a you know, of the of the, the natives, you know, yeah. there's a look. They have they have their own right. look, you know, and it's been informed, I suppose, by various different invasions over the years, you know, and and so there's there is a gene pool, you know, that they stick to. And um it's it's interesting. Like I, I was there for a wedding. A friend of my my wife's uh uh got married there. And uh, it, was, it was a lovely time. It was really nice. But mm-hmm. um, she was part of the wedding party. Sinead, my, my, my wife, was part of the wedding party. And so I, I, and I wasn't. So I didn't get to see her from the very early, oh, the, the, the morning of the, of the wedding yeah. until, until, you know, the, the ceremony was kicking off. So I was kind of left to my own devices mm-hmm. um, in, in um, Douglas, I think is okay. the name of the place, the other man. So um, got up that morning and... Uh, for a stroll around the place, absolutely beautiful. You know, it was during the summer; it was gorgeous. Um, and then I went for breakfast mm-hmm. in this little little coffee shop. So I went to the coffee shop and I got coffee and a croissant or whatever, and had my breakfast and finished up, paid, left, and then I went to to um, 
I went into the the shop next door. I wanted to get some gum and uh, yeah, newspaper or something. And um, and the the lady serving at the counter next door, um, it was the same lady who was serving <laughs> in the coffee shop a couple of doors down. And I was like, oh hey, how's it going? Are these these buildings are they connected? You know, it's like this. And she's looking at me going, what? Yeah. And I was like, did I not just talk to you in the coffee shop? couple of doors and she's like no I was like oh it must be are you, you guys related you know is it is, you know she's like no oh my god <laughs> I was like oh okay and then I kind of went outside and had a wander around I saw like four other people who looked exactly <laughs> like them so I was like oh right so it's um, they're keeping it tight here you mm. know yeah yeah it's an interesting place like they, have, they have a hill that you have to go up if you want to make laws official you have to go up the hill read what? the law from the hill and uh, yeah, because they've their own little, little kind of council, kind of parliament thing there as well. It's a whole other. Well, wow. yeah, the whole Manx thing. It's a whole other, other, uh, other world. I would encourage you to go. It's a, it's a, it's a lovely place. I would like to see it. Um, yeah, I've actually heard nothing but small. good things about it. You know, yeah. I'll go there today. We get to go smash up some rents. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Um, it's yeah, that is that is insane. So yeah, so that's an apocalypse for a particular species of bird. That's yeah, pretty much native and, to these isles. And that that was the best story. Like there is an Irish one, there's a Norse one, there's a Christian theory. The Irish one is a little more basic. I think we've all heard this one in, in primary school. What's you this know, one? I have. A god wanted um, to find out what was the what was the king of the birds essentially. Oh right, okay. So all the birds took off to the air. They all had a fly to see who would last the longest. Yeah. A um, bunch of birds came down after a period of time. Yeah. Uh, eagle stayed up the longest. Yeah. And then when the eagle got tired, it yeah. flew down. And then just as the eagle was coming down, the wren flew out from behind its wing and oh. then it was up in the air. So then the so wren was the king of the bird. Yeah. Right, yeah, okay. Yeah. So it's weird that like, there's but a kind why of. Why do they kill it then? <laughs> oh, you're the king. Cool, we'll kill you. <laughs> I wonder if there's like a, a reason for that because I think it was more so in all these stories, the wren is kind of devious or, yeah. or, or is hiding something that was dangerous. I read, I read one years ago about, um, it was like a Viking invasion mm-hmm. in Dublin and there were Irish lads hiding out um, being chased by, by these Vikings and they were, they, were, they were getting chased all over the Dublin mountains or something and um, a wren gave away their position there you and go. the Vikings slaughtered them and as a result they... They hate wrens, so so you're to kill them on sight. That, that's, um, I mean, it's kind of mean, you know. Is it though if they're giving their your position away? Costing I, I you don't everything? think it's a coordinated yeah. effort. I don't think there's you know wren HQ. Um, but what if it was your one disguised and she just went? You know what? I know it's not Stephen's day. Yeah, but I'm gonna go and, and get, I'm not on the island. I'm not by a leg. I can't drown anyone. But those other guys with the swords, they can probably do the drowning yeah, for me. Okay, yeah, 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 um, yeah, man. It's uh, it's pretty wild, and look, there's there's tons of other kind of weird Celtic things like that, but um, we might we might get into them again. I'll tell you what, though, mm-hmm. there is the basis for uh, a little story in there. Um, oh, hundred percent. You know, I mean, with the odds, we focus on what's going on across the water in 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 the US after the uh, the influence strikes. But, um, you know, if we go on and have a sequel, there may well be uh, an opportunity to look at Ireland and uh, how that's coped since the... Uh, I think that'll be good. Since it fell under the influence. Some odds meets this this Wren history. That'll be kind of interesting, you know. Maybe maybe there is a, a tehi-tehi certainly from a Certainly from a costume perspective. Anyway, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah um, so maybe, maybe next Christmas we'll come back and uh, continue the story. 
oh that sounds great let's yeah. do that yeah, let's put okay. that together and if anyone has any information about why they decide to still continue killing these birds sometimes um, or, or why they chase them down initially in these stories in the first place please let us know and if anyone's offended by us taking the piss out of this tradition I'm really sorry but you're killing birds so you know <laughs> stop it um, we're going to take a quick break and we will come back straight after we sure will Hey, uh, Dave. What? What, Ben? I've a million things on. Make it quick, will you? I'm trying to write the intro for the next app. I'm sorry, man. I just, I was just wondering if I could talk to you about maybe adding to your workload. Could you, oh, could you write me a script I need for a new book I have coming out? A new, a new book, like our new book. Actually, Dave, that's another thing I want to talk to you about. Uh-huh. I've been cheating on you with another book. <gasps> what? That's right. It's, it's a fantasy book. It'll be out in February of 2023. It's called Godfell. It's created by Christopher Savella, myself, Trina Farrell, Vittorio mm-hmm. Aston on colors. Pretty good. Jim Campbell on letters. Hey, Jim. And it's published by the fine folks of Vault. Well, I do like Vault, but but a fantasy book. It's not even got an apocalypse in it. It doesn't, but it does have a giant god that crashes to the earth dead. Mm-hmm. War erupts all over who they claim to the immense corpse. In the chaos, one warrior, Zanzi, our hero, is just trying to get home and she'll fight through bizarre landscapes in and on the god's corpse from the soles of its feet through to the top of its head to get there. Yeah, it does sound good, but I bet you it doesn't even have a single cannibal. Uh, it, it does. Oh, what? Just, just one. But I was thinking of our cannibals the entire time. Yeah. I swear. I'm sure you were. Fine. What was the name of the book again? It was called Godfell and it'll be out in February of 2023. Godfell. Out in Feb. Fine. I'll write the ad later. I'll put in more cannibals. So um, we we did promise you an apocalypse and delivered, and we also promised you guys a special guest. So, uh, oh, hello? who could it be? Edo, hey. can you join us, please? I know, just one second. One second. Get yourself sorted. <clears throat> Very good. Me, 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 Mr. Adrian <laughs> Carty. This is our amazing producer, and he's done all the work front, centre and behind the scenes on the odds and uh, we'd like to join you today and maybe we could talk a bit more about another apocalypse and, and what you've liked or disliked about the show. Well, Sorry I think about under, the mics. I think you're underselling me first oh, yeah. off in that introduction. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. See, this is the one I introduced you so um, unfortunately our writer wasn't writing the introduction today. No, we yeah. can talk about that next time. Yeah. <laughs> we'll work on that. Um, yeah. But I have a, I have a, a a very Irish apocalypse. Excellent. That we've probably all forgotten, but it's a good one. Um, so if you cast your mind back to the heady days of uh, September 11th, 2001. <laughs> God. When the tragedy befell New York, um, there was a very Irish response to that. So at that time, the government thought, well, Al-Qaeda don't even know where Ireland is. They don't really care about that. But what they could do is they could fly planes into Sellafield. Right. So there could be a nuclear explosion, yeah. a nuclear action. Mm-hmm. And I was going to go bad. So what can we do about that? So at that time, there was a minister of state called Joe Jacobs. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he's living off his pension somewhere now. Yeah. Far greener, maybe dead. A few I don't pensions. Know. A few pensions, um, allegedly. And uh, so he had the bright idea to issue iodine tablets. Mm-hmm. I remember them. To the, everyone in the country. Yeah. And he went on Liveline, who at the time was presented by Mary Finucane, who was passed on a couple of years ago, God love her, um, and it was an absolute car crash of a radio interview where he kept saying, we've updated the plan, we now have a new plan, and every time she questioned him, 
he said, well, we've just updated the plan. And she kept going, but Real you, time you're, updates. you're talking to me <laughs> <laughs> as you're updating the plan. So the plan was to issue box, boxes of iodine tablets to everyone in the country. Yeah, yeah. And everybody in the country got, one. got iodine tablets. Mm -hmm. And then there was like a best before day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tablets. And it was, they'd, they'd take the iodine tablets, hide under a table. Yeah. And, you know, maybe so fine. Were, were you meant to eat them or dissolve them in water? Or I think you just swallow them. Just swallow them. Just swallow them. Yeah, an iodine tablet. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so... Not great, like... Not great. No. And, and that was the only response. But this interview went on for like half an hour. And yeah. it was really, really weird stuff. But he got ripped apart and mm. based. And I, th I, I can't remember exactly what happened, but I think that may have been... Yeah, Jacob's final oh, really? song yeah. uh, because it was such a weird response as opposed to going you know we don't have a plan it's like yeah. we have a plan and then this is all kind of hastily done and then I think it was like a few months later they started issuing the iodine tablets everyone in the country and everyone got the iodine tablets like oh let's so stick them in the press we'll if never there's use an apocalypse yeah, yeah. this is what's going to happen I remember like a, like a little blister pack mm -hmm. yeah. of these these horrible looking brown tablets they look like um, uh, chewing gum kind of I don't. I don't think I saw. I just saw like a like a plastic thing. I don't think I see the actual mm. tablet itself. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah they, like they are. They are tablets are the kind of brown sheet yeah. things, mm. and uh, but they did have like an information pack yeah. of what yeah. to do. And I remember reading at the time, and when we were in school, there was a movie out called When the Wind Blows. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. Blows. they made us watch it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it was your man did the snowman. Yeah, thing, yeah. Uh, Raymond, Raymond Briggs. Raymond Briggs. Yeah. And uh, but the, the poor old. L couple and when the wind yeah. blows were like were hiding under the table excellent the Bowie soundtrack by the way yeah, br yeah. like a brilliant movie yeah. brilliant like horrifying stuff yeah. and uh, they kept going with the government know oh, what they're doing we're alright yeah. we're okay and we're okay and, the, oh. the, and it was desperate stuff um, but first it, it, year St. Benilde's I was never so depressed watching that like <laughs> they made us watch it first year yeah. I remember yeah. in school right but yeah. I was just so but it reminded me the iodine tablets coming in the door I was like yeah. this is like when the wind blows this is going to be no use to us at yeah. all if this happens if our apocalypse is Sellafield exploding yeah. and us yeah. being killed as you can stand there with your iodine tablets in your hand yeah. as the a gigantic <laughs> mushroom cloud <laughs> swallows your whole take this and your I have my iodine tablets to be fine uh, that was just a weird little kind of microcosm of how it's one of those things you kind of read about or at the time and you know when people say to you what does that phrase mean that's so Irish and you go well that's that's, that's so Irish yeah. that's just yeah. that kind of idea is just so Irish yeah. to have iodine tablets you know? so I think we discovered it, our, our mates moved into a place where there was some guy in Wexford who uh, he used to work in the opera festival so he was there temporarily in this apartment and then they moved in and we all found his his iodine tablets mm. you know that oh, were set nice. for him specifically with instructions of how to take this do you have his name on them yeah it did yeah, yeah Keith's that. iodine yeah, tablets yeah, 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 exactly, do not touch yeah. <laughs> it had all his stuff there um, I mean it, it was weird because I, I don't think ours were, were addressed to anyone named. It was just a pack that oh, came right, to a house, right, right. but his was named. Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he must have been important. He must have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Obviously, they they had plans for the opera festival <laughs> yeah, after yeah, the make sure apocalypse. We're going to have opera after yeah. this. It's important, guys. In fairness, yeah. you know, yeah. invest in the arts. You know, it'll get you through <laughs> like, through most things. That new building probably could survive an apocalypse. It's, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Speaking of apocalypse, <laughs> um, one of the shows that's coming out um, from our pop culture part of the show. Mm -hmm. Um, it's The Last of Us oh, yeah. TV show that's coming out um, I played the game a little bit yeah and uh, it's pretty good oh, and, uh, it's, it's great they're not yeah. zombies I don't know what they are I, don't, I just can't remember clickers clickers um, so that's a good kind of apocalyptic type show that's coming out I saw the recent early January, or late January isn't it uh, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. coming right. to Sky Atlantic over here and HBO over mm, there yeah, yeah. Looks pretty good though. Looks yeah. very faithful to the game, which it I don't sure know if they're good or bad. You uh, never really know if that's good or bad though. Yeah, I think. Well, the game was really story driven. You mm -hmm. know, it, it was less of an open world thing. Um, 
very story driven and it was a good story and the guys behind it are the guys behind Chernobyl yeah you know so there's, they, there's the apocalypse they yeah. took yeah. an existing apocalypse story mm. you know and created the, this you know amazing horrific drama around it so I I would be uh, I'd be pretty confident oh yeah I think even the yeah. cast like uh, they all mm. seem to add up to the, the level the game was at yeah, I'd be, I'm, I'm really hoping for it. I think it's going to be pretty good. Well, and and speaking of apocalypse, this is mm-hmm. staying on point. Uh, Oppenheimer. Oh yeah, it's coming out next year. Did as well. I hear they they detonated a nuke for that? What? Yeah, there's some kind of story. He didn't do it as CGI. He did it as a real kind of what explosion. Are you serious? Yeah. And where they initially tested him or something? I don't know where they did it. Don't wow. know where they did it. But that's um, but that's that's how the story goes yeah. for, for for the Oppenheimer thing. And interestingly, Oppenheimer and Barbie movie are opening the same day. So there's kind of program. <laughs> I know which, I, which one I'm going to go see. Yeah. And it's well, not going to be Oppenheimer. Well, the, the Christopher Nolan stuff kind of like um, Zack Snyder. Like mm-hmm. they have their, like Christopher Nolan has his fanboys who yeah. are very kind of defend him to the hilt, you know, yeah. very loyal, like the Snyder verse nonsense uh, as well, which is an apocalypse in itself. Thank on. you. Shite all day long, yeah. um, but yeah, Chris Nolan has his defenders. People really, really like will queue up around the block to see yeah. whatever he does. Yeah, yeah. He um, can't do wrong to some people, you know. Eh, I'm, yeah. not big, I'm not. I'm, I'm not, not convinced. I'm not convinced either. Yeah. No, not at all. I, I can kind of go without yeah. seeing it. Now, Military Batman yeah. was a bit much for me. Now, yeah, you know, yeah, it was a bit over the top and lots of plot holes and some of that stuff too. Ah, there's plot holes and yeah. all of it, but you know, turn them into a strong, strong a stuff. Bit. Just yeah. I don't think worthy of of that kind of fandom, mm. you know. Um, that said, like, you know, did like some of those Batman films as well, but... Uh, Elements of his Batman films. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I thought The Prestige was great. That'd be my top one of his, and that's, that's a bit... I think Memento. I don't think Memento's pretty good. I don't think he's done better than Memento. Yeah. You know, Mike from Neighbours. I mean, what more do you want? <laughs> you know? Speaking of Batman, the, um, I only finished watching the recent Batman recently. It's good. The Batman. Yeah. The Batman, sorry. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I, I, the three hour long Batman. Yeah. Like it was far <laughs> too long, um, but it was very Batman. Yeah. And very kind of detective stuff and very dark. And yeah. It, it could have been shorter mm-hmm. and it was yeah. a very apocalyptic ending. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, from the way Gotham was consumed by water. It was all a bit odd. Um, but I found myself wanting to finish it. Bit of a slog, though. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I've seen it once. And I haven't gone back to it. I went to see it in the theatres and, mm. and in the theatre and I I just, I don't know why, maybe because it was so long mm-hmm. that I haven't gone back to it. I quite liked Robert Pattinson. I thought he was excellent mm-hmm. as a version of Batman that was completely unsure of himself. Yeah. You know, and, yeah, that, and yeah. was introspective and had all that navel gazing mm. shit going on. There was that fantastic moment where he's about to jump off the building and you can see oh, him. He's scared. Scared. Yeah, yeah. No, that was fantastic. And then he messes yeah. it up. Yeah. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. So that that was all good. You have to kind of look at it as the story of just him because mm-hmm. he has zero impact on what's going on in Gotham mm. until the final scene basically where he reveals himself to the people at Gotham and he's in daylight mm. and that's what kind of redeems him in his own mind and that's you know that's his journey I think in, in the story is that you know he's gone from being vengeance to being something that the people of Gotham can look to yeah. you know um, and he's okay with being out in the open then mm. but all of the stuff he does before all of that doesn't really have any impact yeah. on the world around him, really. I mean, I had to, I had to laugh at the the scene where he goes to the nightclub twice, yeah. mm-hmm. the Penguin's place twice, mm. and he shows up, I think, once as Bruce and once as Batman, and they're in pretty quick succession. 
correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they're in pretty quick succession within the timeline of the movie after mm-hmm. each other. And I don't know if I was the bouncer, I'd be like, "Weren't you? Weren't you? Aren't you the? Aren't you the guy who was just here?" Kind of thing, you know. I'd be like, "You're Bruce Wayne, right?" You know. That's the thing that stuck out to me. Yeah, yeah. why is Bruce Wayne going here? Yeah. yeah, but I guess he did that in in the Nolan film where he went and found Falcone as well. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, I agree. That stood out to me as well, but. I thought there was a nice little moment in that where I think he first went as Batman and he beat but, up or threw the bouncer around and then as Bruce I mean, Wayne man. he got a... Yeah, that's what I mean. Know. Like they were so within such a short period of time and then he just shows up as goth Bruce and, yeah, and yeah, it's like, yeah. nah, you're Batman. You know, it's like, <laughs> I know you are, you know. And I think by by the end of the movie, I think pretty much everybody knows Bruce Wayne is Batman. I mean, Riddler knows Bruce Wayne is Batman. Yeah. You know, he's... Well, it's a bit of, there's a bit of ambiguity around the, the Riddler because he's kind of looking at him he goes, I know, I know who you are, Batman. Mm. And then he's like, you kind of staring at each other. <laughs> it seems like about 10 minutes. Yeah. And then he starts going, you are also yeah. cast out. You are also. So it's all a bit kind but of... Does he not use he his name in that scene? He's not going he, Bruce. But he, it's this kind of weird transition into talking about Bruce Wayne, who is also an yeah, orphan, yeah. who's also... So he's still kind of now, left in, a bit... In the comic books right now, Riddler knows Bruce is Batman um, and has done since... Year zero, I think. Yeah, there was some kind of tie in there after a previous. After Snyder, yeah. 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 Um, Scott Snyder, not Zack Snyder. Mm, yeah. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, I think he's still he's still aware of, like, they haven't lobotomized him or whatever they do in comic books to, to, to yeah, erase. Yeah. To do a wipe again or something. A piece of knowledge. Um, yeah. Well, uh, more apocalyptic stuff about um, uh, James Gunn taking over at DC and yeah. their kind of eight to 10 year plan of Peter yeah. Saffron, which is. Wild, given you know they're still trying. I to, think it's great news. It's it's, it's great, great news. news in one way because yeah. there's so many still DC films coming out. Like mm-hmm. The new Shazam movies coming out, which you know, it almost a bit of fun, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Um, Batman Two, I don't think has been announced. Black Adam, I didn't see. I have no interest in it. No, no. Um, so there's still you know there's yeah. still all that kind of stuff coming out. The new Aquaman movies are mm. coming out twenty three sometime. That has well. to have a new Superman with a new Superman. Another, another new Superman yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So Wonder Woman's been cut. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. gone. That's um, gone. That was devastating. I saw her talk two days before it got cut about yeah. how excited she was about the next Wonder Woman mm. product. Cavill was back as Superman at the end of Black Adam and left The Witcher to pursue more Superman movies and has now been cut. Yeah. Um, but he's now working on Warhammer, isn't it? Warhammer, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I believe... James Gunn and Peter Safran are looking at him for another role within the DCU. Oh, interesting. Um, so, yeah, I think, look, DC needed mm-hmm. a bit of a... Co- well, I mean, if they wanted to go down that route of a cohesive universe, mm. you know, I don't personally think DC ever needed a cohesive movie universe. I think one-off movies were great Absolutely. and served them really well. I think that actually ties into the history of DC Comics, which, mm-hmm. you know was an amalgamation of a ton of different different comic book companies and publishers back mm-hmm. in the day, you know. And that's why you have this really diverse cast of characters in something like the Justice League where mm-hmm. you have, you know, Captain Marvel or Shazam as 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 you know now, you know, um who is a Superman level character. Um and why would you have another Superman level character when you've already got Superman? Mm-hmm. And it's because they bought over a you know a stable of characters from from an existing an existing company you know so all that kind of Charlton Golden Key those those publishers mm-hmm. you know they all came in under the DC stable and then you had these weird continuities going on in DC which is why they had a crisis every ten years you know and they you know 
crisis of infinite earth, infinite crisis, whatever yeah. you're having yourself. Crisis. Some version of infinite and some you know, version of crisis. Yeah. Jeff, Jeff Johns writing a new crisis every couple of years, midlife crisis, mm. whatever, whatever the hell it is, right? <laughs> but, but that's, you know, that's why you have those things to kind of stitch up the continuity and you have like the new 52 mm-hmm. and then rebirth and, mm. you know, whatever they have now. I think it was DCU and then it was Rebirth. I think Rebirth is where we are at the I moment. Is it? Yeah, I, I, think I can't keep up with it. Yeah. I just can't pick up a title or a team and I kind of follow that at this stage because it's like, hard to... In 10 years, they had three reboots of the universe, yeah. you know. So it's so from a comic book perspective, it's not a big deal mm. having these reboots, mm-hmm. you know. From a movie perspective, I suppose it is because there's way more money at stake. Mm. There's way more people, you know, mm-hmm. invested in in the product as a as a as a movie property, I suppose, because they're they're not reading the comics, you know. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have like the, the Flash is coming out as well, which is who wants a Flash movie? But again, <laughs> the reports. Ezra Miller. <laughs> yeah, and the reports. Is he that, still the Flash? Yeah, he's still he the Flash. Yeah. I thought they got the other guy from the TV show. No, 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 no he's, a, he's a weird guy. Um, but they have. According to reports, they've now exercised all the kind of all the uh, stuff. cameos of whoever was going to be in the Flash to try and get rid of all that as well to try and have it a standalone movie. So they're just going to start all that again, again, yeah. again, again. And then that, that was going to lead into a Batman movie with Michael Keaton mm. yeah. in the main role. It was going to be Batman Beyond, yeah, which has now been as a live action movie. Uh, yeah, as a live action oh, movie, okay. and that would have been awesome. It's gone now, though. One, One of my favorite versions of Batman. It's gone. Recently, yeah, it's gone. Yeah, yeah, all that yeah. shit's gone. So they're going to release what they have mm. and then kill it all dead. You know. And Jason Momoa will be Lobo or, you know, yeah, as yeah, opposed yeah. to Aquaman. And, you know, we'll have a new Batman and a new Superman. And, mm. you Could know, be time to do an Age of Apocalypse with all the DC characters. Do a crisis. Around. Yeah. You know? Well, they can only do Lobo if it's R-rated. Can't do a softly, softly kids version of Lobo. Ah, yeah. You know, <laughs> you just see the hook, you know, <laughs> shooting off screen, you know. You know, your guy Richie was going to do a Lobo movie well, years ago. Yeah. I can't remember who we had. It all lined up, script written. Jason Statham. Probably, yeah, but he had somebody right. lined up to do it and it was all ready to go. It was about 10 years ago. Maybe. Yeah, well, yeah uh, which would have been interesting. Yeah, it's cruel great. business. Yeah, I, would, I, would, I would have checked that out. That's that's a weird setting for Lobo to be put in like a, with a Guy Ritchie production. Well, know? I suppose from that kind of, you know, some of Lobo was kind of self-serving, kind of winky-winky type stuff, you know, mm, so yeah. you can see the Guy Ritchie kind of cheeky-chappy type yeah. of action thing yeah. going on there as well. I think, I think what we need out of James Gunn and Peter Saffron is... A TV series of Hitman, Garth Ennis, John McRae, Tommy Monaghan. Yeah, you know, mm. I think a, a Hitman TV show. You know, because I saw, you know, when you see what they did with um, uh, Peacemaker, mm-hmm. which was I think excellent. Yeah, was that was a great TV show. I think if they could get that tone from Hitman and have him, you know, being nearly being the glue around, yeah. you know, that that pulls in the different characters from the DC universe as Tommy did back in the day in the in the comic book, where you know he he'd have Superman in the book or mm-hmm. Batman would feature in the book, you know, and in a, in a very funny way, yeah, yeah, you know, um, like puke on Superman's shoes and, and yeah. you know that that kind of stuff. I, but, I think but he's an obscure enough character that people don't really know him as well. So the opportunity to do a little bit more with him if needed for the time attitude as a result, absolutely yeah. perfect. Yeah, 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 honestly, like I think, I think a Hitman show would just be awesome. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of shows, we were talking about earlier on Daredevil: Born Again. Mm. It's coming out again as well. At the end yeah, of, end of twenty three, I think. Uh, Look, I don't know how Marvel or Marvel Marvel <coughs> Cinema, Marvel Studios are going to handle that story because it's a it's a downer. Mm. Like, is it really going to be born again, or are they just using the title? You know, I don't know. 
But um, I, from my understanding of it, and I'd be a kind of a daredevil fan, it's it's more about just the kind of the IP of the name of it, hmm. because the they're also bringing back D'Onofrio as kingpin as well. Yeah, that's well, good. He was, that's he was back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's going to be it's a reboot, but he's back and he was in something else he was in the he was in the Hawkeye show Hawkeye show yeah, yeah. so yeah. he's back around again and then Echo's getting around show in between as well so yeah, that, so that's kind of, shot I, I forgot about that now. Yeah. yeah she was that great was, that was announced last this time last year this time that when when Hawkeye wrapped yeah, yeah. that was around now because that was yeah. a Christmas yeah, mm. yeah uh, was show, show. so I think that's shot now yeah, yeah. so interesting it'll be, yeah. be out next year there's a lot to keep up with those huh? yeah, the Marvel stuff yeah all that there's a lot to keep up because like the um what you call that show we were watching recently uh, Andor oh yeah like as a standalone thing you know one thing I was not expecting there to mm-hmm. be any use any good is like this is great yeah. not yeah. a lightsaber in no. view at all best no. thing Star Wars I've put out in I don't know how long yeah, that show oh, blew I'm gonna me away oh I'm going to say ever yeah, yeah. maybe like, yeah, yeah. this beats episode 2 for me uh, yeah don't know if I can say that yet no it's phenomenal <laughs> but I loved it absolutely uh, phenomenal mm, I was yeah. calling it the wind that shakes the empire like it's <laughs> it's uh, yeah no it's good and like the, the second season of that apparently is mm-hmm. like every episode is a year in that timeline oh yeah to get, up, to get us up to the next yeah. beat of it all you know? I'm in no rush like take yeah. their time it's just yeah. Oh, yeah, it's, it's great just perfect it's, it's yeah. really good um, so I think there's a few more so what, like sort of our point being got all the Marvel shows mm-hmm. all the DC shows yeah. Um, the Star Wars shows there's so much fucking keep it's a golden age Edo is oh, what you mean to say I, it's yeah, a golden age yeah. of content because do you remember cool. when the best you'd get would be Blade yeah I am, you know? like, and I, I am an unabashedly or Punisher Condor fan Man. and you know? there was a lot of Punisher movies way back with Dolph Lundgren in 89 Anyway, oh, yeah. that's our time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Turn my mic back on. Um, and there was a lot of those kind of standalone ones. The Dolph Lundgren Punisher. He oh, wasn't. That wasn't man. bad. It was just odd. Were really. the hand the bad guys in that one? Yeah, it was yeah. all Yakuza stuff, and it yeah. was all a bit mad. And yeah. didn't even have the gear on. Yeah, which um, is in black leather. Or Thomas something, Jane wasn't bad, but it was all about. Yeah. It was so weird trying to get parking tickets for John Travolta to try and show mm. him up. It was just. Stupid, and then Ray Stevenson was good because mm-hmm. yeah. it was all the kind of Bradstreet stuff and all that. That was Lexi of... Alexander's. Yeah, it was yeah, a really yeah, interesting yeah. movie. Awesome. And then John Bernthal was fantastic as the TV show. Yeah, oh, I loved well, the TV yeah. show. Yeah. I thought the TV oh, show was good. brilliant. But again, it was tied into that Netflix thirteen episode. This yeah. is mm-hmm. too long. Yeah, you know, um, ten episodes would have done it. Yeah, I thought absolutely. Micro was great. I thought that conceit, you know, changing yeah. how that worked, that was brilliant. Uh, but it, but, all, but it also with a lot of those kind of TV shows, and because they drag it out so long, same with the Daredevil, Daredevil ones, the Punisher turns into like the Terminator. Mm-hmm. You know, he just he's, he's fighting Jigsaw for like two or three episodes. Yeah, it's like, yeah. would you come on and just fucking get yeah. get this done? Just one bullet. So that, yeah. even the intro to the first episode of the Punisher is him walking kind of like the, the Terminator down a hospital mm. uh, aisle, right? And uh, Gary takes out a gun, and he just like takes his gun off him beats him up and then takes on the uh, takes the clip out of the gun throws the gun into the bin I mean it stunk of Terminator yeah. I mean yeah it was, it was, it was great. literally no stuff, memory yeah. yeah he had no fear this guy he was holding the gun on him he just walked at him took yeah. the gun off him yeah there was away. a lot of going yeah. on so yeah but I don't think to, I, I, I wouldn't imagine uh, they're going to reintroduce the Punisher back into mm. uh, the, the TV world yeah, yeah I don't know how he can work in the MCU he's too extreme He's too extreme, yeah. But we'll see. We'll see what happens, you know? Yeah. Um, Never know. But they are, they are reintroducing the um, X-Men 97 cartoon. They are. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. Coming out this year as well, I think. Coming, Coming out. That. 23. 23, yeah. 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 I mean, I wasn't a huge fan of the 97 show, so I was reading X-Men then. Mm. 
And it was a pretty sophisticated comic book, mm-hmm. you know? Well, the, the, the show was pretty sophisticated stuff. Yeah, pretty but the, the animation yeah. kind of didn't do it for me. I don't know. Off they were doing it on a shoestring big time. Like, they, they were doing it on a, on, a, on a tiny budget. The design and everything was all Jim uh-huh. Lee's design work um, from unadjectived X-Men. It was, you know, that Cyclops design, yeah. that Jean design. But which was good because it gave everyone like some kind of uh, touchstone where oh this is what I saw on telly I can now find the book about yeah. that or vice versa. There was, there was a that doesn't really uh, there's, there's such a mismatch on that these days. You know, you you might see a film and you have to try find the book about that mm. guy who was this this guy and there's a different person playing that. Certainly guy, doesn't help. Different. Yeah, 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 yeah. With that that kind of recognition. Now you're right there, but I just I don't know. It was the the colouring or the just the animation mm. it just didn't do it for me and it, it boiled really huge stories down into kind of very simplistic yeah, plots uh, yeah. which is you know it's key to key to comics you gotta you gotta compress your stories but um, yeah just I don't know I was I was out on that one but then at the same time and we I think we talked about this in our pilot episode mm-hmm. I was in love with the Spider-Man animated yeah. show that, that ran on Fox and you know same kind of animation, yeah, same kind of product, yeah. you know, production values. Um, but I still, I still dug that way more, you know. And I think maybe it was just I was too invested in the X Men comics, mm. you know, um, at the time. So I wasn't really doing it for me, you know. I was like, and also I was a kid. I was like, oh, yeah. call that X Men, you know. <laughs> thought I knew everything, you know. So there's there's probably a bit of that going on yeah. as well, you know. I kind of found it to be more adult at times in comparison to the Spider Man show. Oh, like always really full yeah. on. Like, love yeah. stories abound yeah. in that yeah. in that show. Yeah, I mean, you got Rogue and Gambit and you know Scott, Gene and Logan, Wolverine and, somewhere in the middle. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was cool stuff. Um, one last apocalypse film mm-hmm. that I can coming up is the Furiosa movie. Oh yeah, it's the new Mad Max. Is that a this prequel? Is Very good, I think. Is it? It's a prequel. I yeah, think it's a prequel. yeah. I think Anya Taylor Joy is playing Furiosa. Furiosa yeah. yeah. Um, so that's another apocalypse scene that's coming out. Not Shirley's Throne. Yeah. Not sure. Yeah. yeah. So it's another apocalypse scene that's coming out as well. So. I didn't know it was coming out this year. That, I that's great. I'm very year. excited about that. I think that's it's this year. I'm pretty yeah. sure it's this year. Um, so Apocalypse Abounds mm. from a pop culture point of view. Yeah, man. For 2023. We're so riding the wave. This is it. Maybe we stuff. started. Uh, the nuclear wave. Yeah. Uh, are we Are we the reason for the apocalypse? Of course we are. Well, <laughs> I, it's <laughs> totally my luck, yeah. <laughs> One other very, very last shout out before we wrap up for uh, Lee Cronin. Mm. Oh, yeah. Who'd Evil Dead Rise. Yeah. Um, who directed that, which was going to be kind of a directed but it was a version of direct dvd, DVD. Is, but it was tested so well VHS. it's now getting a, a cinema release which That's is awesome which is brilliant yeah. I'm delighted for him wait so, to see it yeah, yeah so everyone check that out when it comes out and more cinema releases talent. please because it's great having everything everywhere on your remote control or whatever mm-hmm. but like you know there's mm-hmm. nothing beats going to see it in the in the a rise, of the, rise of the beast stay if you'll be there opening day for that i don't think i will <laughs> how is that they're still dragging out Oh, listen, man. I don't know. I mean, you want to talk about an apocalypse? Talk about the, the Transformers cinematic mm. universe. You know, mm, that's a lot. Yeah. Oh, that's not. It's Christmas. Let's not go to a sad Sorry. place. Yeah. yeah no. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. man. I think on that on that yeah. point, we'll uh, we'll wrap it up. Yeah. Excellent. Cheers. Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah. Cheers, guys. And thanks again for Aaron and Adam. It's been brilliant. Okay. You've made this a lot easier for us. Good. And we'll talk again a different day about. Um, I could bore you all to tears. Podcasting. Excellent. Let's do podcast, that. The idea of podcasts and all that kind of stuff. But we can talk about the different days. We'll leave it on a happy note. Excellent. Cheers. Merry Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas.
Thanks for joining us on The Odds Pod. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Look out for The Odds coming soon from Scout Comics. And please tell us what your favourite apocalypse is. You can find me on Twitter at Benessy. That's B-E-N-N-E-S-S-Y. And me on at Dave Hendrick. Big thanks to our producer, Adrian Carty, and we'll see you at the end of the world. Music